Welcome to uh, Ball Talk. We're going to get it started off for uh, this duration of our time here. Uh, Kind of a a sad note, Um, I lost my co-sponsor or my counterpart in my podcast, Hayden. He'll be in a hiatus for two years. Maybe I can get him on every once in a while when he calls during the week. Um, so he will be in California right now. He's in Mexico and he'll be heading up there, uh, serving his, uh, LDS mission. So, so to start it off though, I have, I do have a visitor from get the ball rolling. That is my other son, Tyler doing very well. So I'd like to introduce him here to the podcast. Hey, how are you guys doing today? And, uh, we're kind of interesting. We're going to make a kind of a, a jump here. From basketball that we've been hitting very hard, we're going to kind of touch on a little bit about Gail Miller and her quote about the Jazz, because I always want to throw something in about the Jazz, keep you up. Um, There are some things going on in the NBA, but it's really kind of a downtime. I mean, they're really trying to hype up the World Cup. Uh, I don't think it's, I mean, I think it'll be fun, but I don't think it's, you know, anything to get real excited about. We could maybe touch on that a little bit. But, um... Now that football is coming in, I mean, we're only weeks away from opening day. We got college football just around the corner. And uh, Tyler on Get the Ball Rolling, he's uh, really gone over a ton with uh, college football. But today, I don't want to really touch too much on college football. There'll be one thing we'll touch on about um, probably just an idea of attendance. But main focus is uh, looking at the NFL. And a couple things with the NFL that are out there and, and going on, um, I kind of looked at this idea of players, power of players versus the power of the owners. And football is really different because th- their, their salaries, I mean, you could sign a $100 million contract, but that's not guaranteed. So these players that are coming out and, and wanting to get their money like right now, which I think it helps football. I really do. I think it helps football in the fact that it keeps the players honest. As long as they're performing, they're going to get paid. Um, I don't think somebody like in basketball where, you know, they're not, they're underperforming, but it's a guaranteed contract. I think that creates a difference, but I think there's still this mentality from football to basketball that you can't compare. Um, so my question, I'm going to throw this at you, Tyler. Um, should NFL owners pay a player under contract if he holds out? Uh, so we're going to unpack that question first a little bit. Uh, I think the first thing, obviously, everybody is kind of talking about, Michael Thomas got his money. He held out. Uh, he got his money now. We're not in the room with the Saints. Uh, the Saints are a really classy organization. Not saying other organizations aren't, but Saints, they take care of their players, and they wanted they didn't want it to be in the limelight. Uh, so he said he held out for training camp. Uh, I believe it was only a couple of days, and he was back at it. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, took care of it quick. But the biggest thing, I guess, is the whole Ezekiel Elliott uh, situation. A lot of people are – there's a lot of press going on right now. Now, uh, kind of going against uh, the grain here. He's trying to kind of cut in line and stuff. But in my opinion, I think that a player should he, he should be able to exercise his right to be able to hold out. Uh, number one, I say he holds out 
because, uh, well, like Ezekiel Elliott, he's in a position where the Cowboys are better with him. They're a better football team. Now, the running back position, a lot of people are saying it's liquid and stuff. Uh, but you, if you look back, back into the 1990s, Emmett Smith was the rushing champion. And without Emmett Smith, I don't think they go to the Super Bowls. They don't win as many Super Bowls. They were a very talented team during that time, but I don't think they win as many. Uh, Dak Prescott, yes, he has Amari Cooper now, but when Ezekiel Elliott is on the field, uh, Dak Prescott is a better uh, is a better quarterback. Uh, definitely looks more like a franchise quarterback, you know, out of Mississippi State. Uh, but kind of interesting there, but I think that they have the right to hold out. Uh, I don't really like a whole lot of media attention, kind of like I've, I've talked about uh, with my friends and stuff. Like when the, when the If an NBA player requests a trade, I think it should be behind closed doors and not get a whole ton of media attention. Uh, I feel like the Ezekiel Elliott thing is getting way too much media attention right now than what it should be, but I think they have the right to hold out to say, hey, look, I believe I should get paid what I'm worth. Okay, I'm going to throw this at you, though. Okay, so you got... Uh you're comparing Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott to Emmett Smith. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a far stretch. I think the two are totally different. I think they're different in their running styles. But like you said, the Cowboys were 0-2 when Emmett held out. Emmett did hold out. He goes on to become a Hall of Famer. Me personally, I don't like Ezekiel Elliott just first of all. He played at the worst university in the world, so and um, that was the Buckeyes. So that first off, and also is off the field. Are you willing? I mean, Emmett Smith was a stellar guy. He was very high in volunteer work for the community. He, I mean, he did tons for the surrounding areas in the Dallas area. I mean, he was kind of like the face in the franchise. You had Aikman and, and all those other greats, Irving, their defense. I mean, they were there were some other guys that very questionable. But Emmett Smith, I mean, and I don't like the Cowboys. I'm not a fan of the Cowboys, but you couldn't deny the Cowboys were an amazing team in the 90s. Now, I don't think you can compare Dak Prescott to... Troy Aikman either. I think they're two different teams. So when you're kind of like looking at it, does Zeke Elliott, if he doesn't, if he doesn't play, do the Cowboys make the playoffs? Maybe not. Are they a Super Bowl contender with Zeke Elliott? They're not. I don't think so in, in looking at it, and we'll kind of get to that. But kind of along those lines that you're saying, I mean, he's holding out to get more money, and and it kind of goes back to what I think um, in, in, with owners, I think if you sign your name to that contract, you're bound by that contract till that contract is there. Now, granted in the, in NFL, they don't get, uh, guaranteed, but that's where your signing bonus comes in, get your money. And then that's where you prove yourself in the next two years to go over it. See, I, now I'm not saying Ezekiel Elliott is anywhere uh, close to Emmett Smith in in the fact with his off the field issues, obviously face the franchise and stuff. But the last uh, out of the three years that Zeke has played in the league, the the one year he did have a suspension, but out of the other two years, he was the rushing champion. He had the most amount of yards, and I think that's what I'm comparing him more so for Emmett Smith. Now I know Jerry Jones that you don't need a rushing champion the, uh, to win the Super Bowl. They just did it with Emmett Smith. That's where I'm pulling that comparison from. And I think you know what I think. 
paying what they feel like they're worth, right? Now, if if the Cowboys, uh, they don't feel like you know Zeke is worth that amount of money, they don't feel like they can sign him for what he's worth, then trade him. I think you go, you get some really strong assets. I know uh, a team like uh, I, I love my Buccaneers, but I know a team like Tampa would totally go. They'd trade for that. I know a team. Uh, I know that they have. I'm thinking of the Cardinals uh, more so. I know they have uh, the Johnson guy. But I think that they would go after him, a team like Miami. I think that's going to be a team to put butts in seats. People are going to like Ezekiel Elliott. He's very fun to watch. Trade him away. If you're not going to sign him, trade him. Uh, kind of with the Melvin Gordon thing, he's holding out. The Chargers are like, no one really wants to pay for him. So so trade him. You might get lesser pieces, but if he's in a better situation and he is happy, then do it. I think they have the opportunity to hold out. Uh, you look at Le'Veon Bell. He said, you know, Pittsburgh was toxic. He didn't like it. He held out a year, and now he's at the Jets. Granted, he took less money than what Pittsburgh was willing to pay for him, but I think there were some other uh, inside the locker room issues there. But he held out, and obviously right now he looks like he's in a better situation situation in New York and so he's happy the Steelers are happy because they don't have to deal with okay, with wait. that really you're gonna say he's in a better situation Pittsburgh Steelers again another team I really don't care about but that's football mecca I mean really they've got probably the most Super Bowls by any franchise they I mean you're 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 saying that, oh, he's better off at the Jets. Now, maybe there are some toxic things, but Coach Tomlinson, I think I would love to play for him. He's like, he's an awesome guy. Now, granted, there might be some things in there, but I think Le'Veon Bell, I think Melvin Gordon, I think the owners bring it down. No, you signed a contract, I'm not trading you. Same thing with like you're saying with Jerry Jones. Ezekiel, fine, hold out. Hold out for a year. I'm not going to pay you your money. You're not going to get paid your money for the year. You try to stay in shape. And then maybe next year, you're a year older. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, different than Le'Veon Bell, years, carries, things like that. But I don't see Ezekiel Elliott being a Le'Veon Bell and being able to come back. Le'Veon Bell is just, he's a specimen. Ezekiel Elliott, again, goes to the off-field things. Can he stay focused? Can he get back in? Uh, Guaranteed, I agree totally with you with the other teams there will be other teams in the NFL that would take Ezekiel Elliott right now. No questions asked. Pay a lot for him. But you get to things like Melvin Gordon. I mean, he again, I go back to this idea of you signed your name on that contract. Now, granted, well, when you were... When you were wanting that contract, you should have said, hey, you know what? I'm going to be amazing. I want this. And you hold out in the beginning to kind of prove yourself. Make yourself. Get your money while you can because your NFL career is not going to be very long. Well, see, that, that the, the whole issue with, with the restructuring of these guys' contracts, okay, Melvin Gordon was a stud at Wisconsin. He had a lot of touches. Uh, running back life is, is carries and hits, right? So he had a lot. He played four years at Wisconsin. So he's already got four years under the belt. Granted, he couldn't come out till he was a junior, but he has four years under his belt. He then transitions to the NFL. He plays, I believe, four years for the Chargers now. Uh, he's entering his fifth year, his fifth year player option, and this he's kind of exercising his option. And then the 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 Chargers have a possibility of franchising, uh, franchise tagging him for two more years after that. So these running backs in the end, are never getting paid. The way the collective bargaining agreement is set up is that the veterans are going to be, they get the front-loaded, they have the veteran special type things. They're, they're not, they're not, they're not, they can't, 
be paid. And so they're being tossed aside. So Melvin Gordon, an old Melvin Gordon, will say, I don't know how old he is, but 29, 30-year-old Melvin Gordon, now he has to go look for a contract. He thinks he's worth that amount of money. He's not getting it. Now I understand the running backs, the flashy position. You're going to see them wearing their the jerseys a little bit more. Quarterbacks and running backs sell the most jerseys. You might be in a little bit more promotions and stuff like that. But that's what you if you want your money, you want it guaranteed. Uh, interesting take with with the whole rookie idea. But I think that you know it's it's fine. Pay them right now when they're in their prime. Uh, front load the contract, obviously. Like Melvin Gordon, you'd want to front load that contract, and then in two or three years, you know he's going to be obsolete ish and then you're going to have another guy coming up from from college coming in and taking over i mean you saw with the saints we, we thought the saints was going to have uh or they were going to have mark ingram forever well they just traded him or got rid of him moving to the ravens because alvin kamara came up and now they have the whole zoom and boom type thing and they were really good friends and stuff but alvin kamara obviously is a better running back right now ingram's going to play at the ravens a couple years and then he'll be out of the out of the league probably playing in the xfl well i think yeah i i do see what you're saying there this idea of the players, I want. I think players need to be paid their money. Now, owners are making a lot of money. They have the money. I think, like you said, the, it needs to be structured on the front. But like Melvin Gordon, what happens? He gets hurt. He's out. He he was he he got hurt multiple times for the Chargers, and and you look at that. That's where the running back position is. So if you're going to pay these players, and I get it, the players want to get their money, but I just think once you sign that contract. I don't think there should be a holdout. I don't think the players should be allowed to say, oh, no, I'm going to hold out for more money. Now, granted, if you got your player option, that's why you put those in there to see what you're going to do. But I don't think you hold out. It's not fair for the fans. It's not fair for those who are who are wanting to see these players play. And they say, no, I'm going to hold out for more money when they we already know they're making ridiculous amounts of money anyways. So that's why I say you're holding out for more money than what you get. I just think the the owners, and I think the NFL is spot on. I, th- I think they do treat their players a little bit different. And like you said, you might be for three years the most amazing running back in the world, but then you're going to be bounced for somebody else. I mean, you look at it, um, go over each, each NFL team, you, you only have a certain run. I mean, can you name the running backs that played for the Patriots? No, we don't even know. I mean, it, you've had eight running backs go through. So, But then again, you get to somewhere where they have a one-set running back. You're like, oh, I really like this guy. He's our guy. But I don't know in the NFL if it's that way anymore with the running back. I think running backs are becoming like receivers in and out, move quick. I want you here. This is your ground pound. This is my third down back. I think the NFL is transitioning away from that one single running back that is going to make a big splash. And I think that, and I think it's a little bit more of a, a generational type thing. I mean, you're, I think you were uh, brought up in the, you spit on your hand, you shake the hand and it's, that's your word, right? I know in, in my generation, it's not really like that. It's kind of, I'm going to do what's best for me. We see that in the NBA. We see that in the, in the NFL. It's kind of starting to sneak in. See that in college with the transfer portal. I want to do what whatever directly benefits me. And at, and at the long run, uh, screw it. I, you know what I mean? But yeah. uh, I think it go, chucks up to generational thing. And I think that the leagues, um, I know the NBA and the NFL both have collective bargaining agreements on the, uh, on the horizon. So it'll be interesting how they restructure those deals, uh, with the new generation. 
I, I think you can look at it that way. It is true. The millennials are starting to come through and, and you have that idea. I think there is a generation, but I still think, you know, your, your word is, is, is binding and that contract is binding because those players say to their owners, hey, uh, I signed that contract. You pay me this money knowing full well that the next year I come back into camp, I'm still under contract and I'm going to be paid. Even if I do get cut, I still can get paid so much money of that. So there is that idea. But I still think, you know what, you need to put it out there and run with it. Awesome. Well, we're going to be uh, – we'll transition over uh, now that we're talking a little bit out of the the NFL. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Browns here um, and where where they fall. So dad, ha, dad or Sean, right, he has his top six teams where he thinks they're going to be making the playoffs in the AFC. I have my six. We're going to compare, talk about it. Uh, I'll start us off here. I think there's kind of a consensus here out of the top two. We have the Chiefs and the Pats. Uh both of us have that at one and two. Number three, I have the Steelers. Number four, I have the Colts. Number five, I have the Chargers. And number six, I have the Cleveland Browns. So we'll get into that. Uh, Dad has number one, the Chiefs. Number two, the Pats. Number three, the Ravens out of the uh, the AFC North. Uh, number four, he has the Texans. Number five, he has the Chargers. Number six, he has the Steelers. My question is, how do you have the Ravens that high with a team that I don't think can – I don't even think they're going to be really talked about. I think they're going to be a fun story maybe the first couple of weeks. How do you have them winning the AFC North? Okay, a couple of things are um, Lamar Jackson. He is an amazing athlete. He's going to be able to do some great things. I think with the Ravens, the Ravens are a hard-nosed football team. Their defense, they're, they're going to pound you with their defense. Also, their offense, they're just going to wear on you. I just look at it over time. I look at the coach, coaching ability that's there, and also their division. Their division is, has gotten a lot better. Their division is, is, is really good. However, I just look at the Ravens, and I think they are a playoff now. They're a 46% chance to make the playoffs. That's why I'm going with them. Last year, they were a scary team. They got hot at the end of the season, and I was even nervous when the Chiefs, with the Chiefs, to have to play the Ravens um, there. I mean, it was pretty pretty intense. So that's why I put the Ravens there to win that division um, over the Steelers because I still think the Steelers are going to work out some kinks. Also, um, the Ravens, I just like they're they're just a full hard nosed. I don't really particularly um, say they're my favorite team, but uh, they're one of the teams that I like to watch just because that they get after football and Harbaugh makes them play. I mean, he's a physical type coach, and there's no nonsense. And I think that's what I like about the Ravens. Okay, well, there you go with your Ravens. See, I don't think Lamar Jackson, I think he's uh, a poor man's Michael Vick. I don't think he's, I mean, he's an athlete for sure, but uh, does he get hurt the amount of time? I mean, you look, look at Cam Newton and the amount of times he's gotten hurt, and he's a big dude. Now, you're going to take a, a little bit lesser of a dude, uh, not as 
physically built and you're going to have him running around back there and making plays with his legs it, it's not going to hold up it's a matter of time before he starts getting concussions oh cam's fighting his shoulder injuries because he's get driven into the ground now their their division's better and that's why i have the steelers and the browns up there i have the steelers number one uh i don't think you can you can bet against the steelers i think they're a really safe bet they're kind of like a chiefs and the pats uh they're a lot quieter I think Big Bang has a little bit to prove. He complained a lot about uh, locker room issues and stuff like that. AB is gone. Le'Veon's gone. So now it's on him to kind of – maybe he was the problem, uh, but I see them bounce back. I think they win the division. And then I have the Browns being better than the Ravens. I think that they'll split. I think Cleveland will win Cleveland and Baltimore will win in Baltimore. But I think overall the Browns have uh, more of of a talent. I think offensively the amount of weapons around uh, – it's kind of like – the Browns this next year kind of remind me of the Chiefs this last year where I feel like, you know, Browns defense is okay. I mean, they do have uh, Denzel Ward out of Ohio State who's supposed to be legit on the at the cornerback. They have a really good defensive line that I'm really impressed with. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, obviously, you have Jarvis Landry, OBJ, who are going to be catching the balls. You have probably one of the best uh, emerging tight ends there. You have... Uh, Nick Chubb in the background. Uh, Carlos Hyde, I believe, is still there. Baker Mayfield. This team's legit, and I think that they. I think that they'll be talent wise. I think they can outmatch the Ravens. That's I have them at six. Um, another one you have. You have the Texans there. You said you when when we created this, you said that well, it totally depends on the play of Andrew Luck, and I can come back to you. It totally. Play, depends on the play of Deshaun Watson. The Texans arguably have the worst offensive line. And I think the Colts understood that. Luck got hurt, took a year out. They've built around the offensive line. Last couple years, you know, they have they have the big uh, tackle out of Notre Dame. Uh, they've drafted offensive linemen. They're developing their offensive linemen. So I think Andrew Luck, despite having a calf injury, I think he comes back and he is as legit as what we thought he would be as a rookie and, and stuff like that. I think Deshaun Watson is an amazing athlete. He's one of my top 10 quarterbacks in the league, but they're not going to be able to keep him protected back there. Uh, also, we both have the Chargers sitting in there. Uh, I think the Chargers, I think this year, this is the year, I think it, it's either make or break for them. Uh, the way that we have it set up, They'd end up having to play the Colts in the first game, and then the winner of that would take on Kansas City. Uh, If you're the Chargers, you're hoping that the Pats could potentially get it. Uh, Yeah, they'd be playing the. Yeah, they'd be playing them, right? Yeah. Okay, but I I just think the Chargers. This is a year to do it. Uh, The whole Melvin Gordon thing's kind of icky right there, but you know, offensive wise, defensive wise, Phillip Rivers. Uh, kind of proves himself to be a winner or not, but uh, that's kind of how I set up. Other than that, other than those two teams, we don't have any very many discrepancies. I think the Pats, they're kind of a guarantee. They play in the weakest division in football. Uh, they might even beat top the Chiefs because I think the Chiefs, uh, I think they split with the Chargers and they could potentially sweep the Broncos. Uh, I know the Broncos always play the Chiefs pretty tough. I think they sweep the, the Raiders though. So uh, the Chargers split with the Chiefs potentially could beat the Broncos. Uh, I, know, I haven't really looked at the schedule, so it depends on when uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers are going up to mile high. Okay, I I. I... We very strongly disagree after number three. I mean, because I have the Ravens winning that. You have the Steelers. Um, I have the Steelers making the playoffs because it's just you don't bet against tradition. Look at that. I, I, I see that playing out. I mean, 
of course, I'm a little biased on the Chiefs. I think, uh, however, last year was their year, their breakout year onto the scene. I think it always takes you one year to get going, build it up. I think they've handled the offseason very well. I think they're getting better. I, I'm just thrilled with everything that's going on there. The, the line is is much better offensive line. Now we're reconstructing our whole defense. That could be an issue, but we've we got Hutch there in the middle. We've got uh D lineman we've brought in, spent money on him. So I think the Chiefs oh, and the Pats. Um Hunter Demick out of Syracuse, Utah, that he will also have the University of Utah just signed with the Chiefs there at the DN. So I think that the top uh, AFC, I think everybody will agree. And they, also the percentage wise, as you look at the two percents, the Patriots they're 94% chance of making the playoffs. Chiefs are about 83% chance. Now, when you get down to it, I we've got to come back to the Browns thing. They are, on paper, look good. Okay, they still haven't made the playoffs in how many years? Oh, what? We're, we're, prob- we're probably, no. yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at it's them in the box. It's, it's hype. Now, granted, last year they came really close. Baker Mayfield is the X factor. Uh, they've added all those players you said that they added um, to make them good. They do. They're young. They're exciting. I mean, there's a lot of hype, but I'm, I'm not going to compare Baker Mayfield to Johnny Menzel because I don't think that's a fair comparison. But I think it's kind of I want to make a little bit of a comparison there because of the hype that they're putting on Baker Mayfield. He didn't make the playoffs last year. They lost their final game. If they would have won, went on to the playoffs, then I say, yeah, they're breaking into the they, – they break in. Okay, we're back to Baker Mayfield. This idea, I do believe that he's the X factor. I think that the, the team is kind of going to go to how he goes. Uh, I don't think the team's totally like Deshaun Watson with the Texans, but I just think the Browns are overhyped. You have to prove yourself something. You can't just come on the scenes and say, hey, we're legit. We've been there. We've got everything. We got all the puzzles. It's our year. We're going to do it. La, la, la. Prove it. They didn't last year. They didn't. Now, granted, you added new puzzles, new pieces. Everybody right now is saying they're a Super Bowl contender. That's where I look at it. Can the Browns? Go into Pittsburgh. Can they win in Pittsburgh? Can they go to Baltimore and win in Baltimore? I think they're still the little brother. And I think when it comes down to tough, hey, you've got to make this play to win the game. I think the Browns sometimes may may struggle to do that. Uh, coaching. They, their coach, great. Freddie Kitchens. I mean, yes, but it's first years. I mean, this is, there's a lot going against them. I think the NFL is hyping it up and playing the Browns. I mean, good for the Browns, good for the Cleveland fans. They're not a playoff team. I don't see them beating. I don't see them beating the Steelers. I don't see them beating the Ravens. So that's where I put it. And the Bengals, the Bengals are the Bengals. I mean, that's going to be, that's just all around the blue and black division there. I mean, you just look at that. They, they're hard nose. Now, back to the Texans. I want to look to just kind of there, just kind of touch on there just for a second. Bill O'Brien in the last three seasons has not lost more than nine wins. Nine wins generally get you to the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Now, granted, you look at it, the Texans with Deshaun Watson. 
their quarterback situation. Yes, but their defense is loaded. And defense does win championships. I don't care what you say, the Patriots rely on their defense more so than they rely on Tom Brady to go down. The defense gets him out, put Tom back on the field. That's the way it goes. And so when you start to say, oh, the offense is flashy, look at the Rams. The Rams folded to the Patriots' defense. I mean, defense is that. Now, you might be an offensive guy and say all these things. I love offense. But if you don't have a defense there ready, that's where I look at it. I agree with the Chargers. They're on a do-or-die situation. I think they're a good team. They didn't lose anybody. Melvin Gordon's in a holdout. Again, running back by committee anyways. Uh, I think the Chargers are, are, are a really good team. That's kind of our picks there. Again, go back over that. I had Chiefs as one. Patriots two. Ravens three. That's where Tyler went with the Steelers at three. I went Texans four. Tyler took the Colts as four. I took the Chargers at five. We both were there. He took the Steelers, and I took the Browns. So our big one is going to come. Oh, Tyler took the Browns. I mean, I took the Steelers. Tyler took the Browns. I think the Texans will be it. Um, I think all those are the bottom. I think in the final in the AFC Conference finals, it's still going to be the Chiefs and the Patriots on a rematch of the infamous Tom Brady. Did, did he get roughed? Um, did he not get roughed? And then hey, again, D Ford. I come back to it. Defense wins championships. If the defense stops Tom Brady's, the Chiefs win that win that game. But the Patriots won it, so give it to them. I'm looking forward to the rematch of this next year. So um, going into the uh, NFC on our picks top there. Okay. Before we transition to the NFC, they say f- uh, football is a game of inches, and D Ford couple inches he doesn't he gets that that was an interception tom threw it they get it that's a touchdown you know you don't take 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 the refs out of it d4 doesn't line up off sides game of inches patriots win chiefs don't anyway he still was off sides he was off sides i mean off sides was off sides i say it's it i still think that's it i think people want to see that i think the people want to see the patriots the team of this century you know, the the team of the, the you know, generation. Tom Brady generation, decade, whatever you want to say. Tom Brady's amazing. Bill Belichick, probably the best coach ever to coach in the NFL. Take that for what it's worth. There's arguments either way, but he is is amazing. So I think people want to see, can the Chiefs take Andy Reid and this new defense, 4-3 defense, uh, the guy at the Pelosi, Polo, Polo, I don't know, it's the D coordinator. I'm just spacing on his name. Are they going to be able to do it? If he puts the defense together, Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions, and I'm dancing around and loving life. <laughs> All right. Like Dad said, we're going to be transitioning into the NFC. Now, I think the story of the NFC this next year is parody. I think a lot of it has to do – it's kind of like uh, the West in, in, the, in the NBA, right? Make a little bit of a comparison, just kind of like uh, – here we go. The 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 NFC is the west of the of the NFL. So uh, one through six, we are extremely different. Uh, yeah, we're we're totally different. So go. So I'll just say like mine. I, number one is the Saints. They have something to prove. Now I I just think that call against the Rams is going to be in a positive way. I think you can motivate off of that. I think Drew Brees and uh, the 
other players. They just signed the big wide receiver. They didn't lose anything on defense. Um, it's just amazing. I, th- I like the Saints to win the NFC as the number one team. Now you have the Eagles. Yeah, I have the Eagles, and and when we were talking uh, and discussing prepping for the podcast, I said that obviously depends on Carson Wentz play, right? But his rookie year had doesn't tear his ACL against the Rams. They, I mean, they obviously won the Super Bowl that year, but he he would be a Super Bowl champion. He would have been the MVP. Now they had Nick Foles trading him away. You kind of have a little bit uh, that was kind of the security blanket, but I think. With Nick Foles back there, Carson Wentz knew, hey, if I get hurt, uh, uh, I'm Gucci. Like, I'm fine. He's going to step up. My team's going to be all right. I think now if Carson Wentz, now he's going to be a little bit more cautious where he's scrambling. I think he's a little bit ca- more cautious with his body. He has the contract. He got They got it done this offseason. So I don't think it's that big as big of a deal with uh, how he plays. I think he'll be protected a lot better. That's why I have them. They were balling out before he got hurt. No, they still want it with Nick Foles, but I think they're going to ball out here. Uh, that's how I have them at number one. The number- you have them at number one in the NFC, though. Yeah, yes, They sir. are the number one team yes, in sir. the NFC. They are the number I, one team. I think defensive-wise, they're good. You even look at it last year. Had, uh, what was it, Alshon Jeffrey, had, if he makes the catch, he doesn't have bricks as a hand the saints aren't even playing against the rams in the nfc championship that was they were on the drive they were driving to score and the yeah. saints get the interception they get they get they get lucky the off the hands you're going to say the same thing you know it's all about inches and stuff like that that's all i'm saying i think that you know they were good last year they were they were the super bowl champions they're good last year they're going to be on the up and up this year i, I see i uh, where i put the eagles if you look i have the eagles I don't have them – I mean, they win – I have them winning the division, but I don't see them. I have them down as fourth. I'm just not so high on the Eagles. However, Andy Reid's ex-offensive coordinator is their coach. Cunningham, he's, he's amazing. I, I, I give him props there. They do things well and methodical, but I don't, I don't see them winning the number one spot in the NFC. Okay, number two – now, I, I went off of the Rams. I'm kind of on the Rams bandwagon. Um, I think they have the best D tackle in Donaldson in all of football. I mean, he's fun to watch. Again, I'm going to kind of go back to the defensive side. I think the Rams are a defensive team, although their offense plays hard and they're fun to watch, throw the ball all over. But the Rams win because of their defense. Now, this year, this only thing is Gurley's knee. If his knee is not, if he's not there, I think that might be my one thing. But just looking on paper, Todd Gurley's still there. He's getting 100 yards per game. They're throwing the ball over, over, and their defense is monster in stopping people. That's where I have the Rams. Now, um, you are very high on this pick. I mean, the Seahawks, you have them as the second ranked team i think this has a little bit that you went up there um <laughs> over the break in football you saw the stadium i think you're kind of using your seattle goggles here i think seattle is probably a sixth place team at best pushing other teams uh packers vikings uh and i'll throw a sleeper team in there here in a second that i would say but now kind of why would you say that so that is correct. I do. Uh, I did like Seattle. Uh, 
this little bit about the city. I went up there with my fiance and my beautiful wife. Now it was an amazing uh, city, kind of a unique place. But number one, I'm going to say, and I, and I see this, the Rams, right? We're going to go off of, uh, we're going to talk about the Eagles and the Rams. Uh, and I'm saying the Rams because I have them. I do have them here. You talked about them. They're, I have them at number five, Saints at six. We're going to go with it. You look uh, back in, what was it, when... Uh, with the Seahawks, you know, they had the terrible call. They could have won. My wife, who doesn't even watch football, knew how bad of a call that was. And that was extremely impressive that she knew about that. So see, Seattle has kind of gone through a transformation, but their core is still the same. Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, tough defense. That That is what got them there. That is what I think will be this upcoming season. They're tough. Number two, they signed, they got rid of, they got Russell Wilson's contract under, uh, he, he's good. Uh, they just signed a big, uh, receiver out of Ole Miss, DK, DK Metcalf, who I think is going to be very good. And I think, you know, the Eagles, they were really good. Uh, they won the Super Bowl. They didn't have as good a season last year. I think they're going to be better this year. I think it's going to be the opposite for the Rams. The Rams made it to the Super Bowl. They lost. So I think they're going to be on the downward slope. You can't expect the Rams. Yeah, they, they you know, the majority of them uh, stay the same, but their receivers, all of them are number one, uh, are number two options. They don't have a big receiver to throw to. Brandon Cook, uh, Cooper Cup, they're all number two guys. We're not, they don't have a Michael Thomas. They don't have a Julio Jones. Now they do have Gurley. He said it depends on his knee, obviously, and he's a legit uh, animal in the backfield. But I don't think, I don't see them holding the standard of what they did this last year. And I think that's when Seattle steps up. They win the, the division. I think it's going to be a tougher division. I think the Niners are, are, are there battling with both teams. I think they're two years out. Uh, once when Jimmy G gets a full season of playing under the Niners, we're really going to see what he's about. But I'm really high on the Seahawks for those reasons. I think they're going to slide in above the Rams, and I think they're going to win that division. And I have them at number two because I don't think this is where it gets a little bit dicey and, and we're a little bit different. Says so I have the Falcons at three. You have the Bears at three. I think the Falcons is the exact same way. They were in the Super Bowl last couple of years. They, you know, really rough. They were winning. Uh, Tom brings them back, beats them. Uh, really sad. Julio Jones had probably one of the most amazing catches in that football game I have ever seen uh, before Tom decided to, to, bring, to bring him back. But I think the Falcons have kind of gone through a, a lull, and I think they're going to be back. Uh, I have the Saints down a little bit further. Uh, they got kicked in the nuts against uh, against the Vikes, and then they got major kicked in the nuts against the Rams. They make the call. Saints might be there. Rams might not be there. So that's why I'm not as high on them. But I think that it's going to be a little bit uh, of a down year for the Saints because they're going to be a little bit... I think that energy, the amount of hype that they have, you missed the call, you missed the call, you missed the call. Yeah, it was notorious, but move on. Let's see it. You can look at it as positive. I'm going to look at it as negative. I don't think they respond as well. I think the Falcons step up. They still have Matty Ice, self Julio Jones. They still have Devontae Freeman in the backfield. They're going to be legit. Tampa, uh, you know, split the games with Tampa maybe. Uh, you know, they win both. Uh, Tampa usually splits it with the Saints. I think the Falcons will beat them twice, but that's just me. I am a Tampa fan, but they're, they're in a tough division, but I see the Falcons at number three. That's why I have the Saints at six. Uh, that's why I have the Seahawks at two, and I have the Rams at five. Okay, so I, I look at the Falcons. They are Vegas only has them at a twenty three percent chance of making the playoffs. 
I mean, that's Vegas odds on them. I mean, take it for what it's worth. If you said, hey, you got a 23 on a test, you're not feeling very good, <laughs> right? So your, your chances of making the playoffs, and you said NFC is very, uh, very, very uh, equal that, that across the board. So we can take any of these. Now, I'm going to go back to the same reason I took the Saints and the Rams. People like to see consistency. And people like standard, tradition. There is an unanswered call there. The Rams and the Saints. People want to see that. That is good football. Let's see. Let's let's let the Rams play the Saints again. Let's see if it happens. If you two were the two best teams last year and not much changes, I think it's there. Now, I'm going to throw some teams at you here because I think the Bears could be one of those teams that could beat the Rams. I'm not 100% sold that the Rams will get there. I, I would dare throw my whole wallet down on the Saints being in the Super and not in the Super Bowl, but in the NFC Conference next year. I'm, I'm putting it down. Saints are there. They're, they're just, they play in the Dome. They play teams in the Dome. They play the Falcons twice, both Dome fields. I'm just looking at it. The, the Saints are there. They got they get to play the Buccaneers twice. Now, granted, they did split. They usually um, split. They usually do, but I'm just saying because they got to go to Tampa and play in the mucky, wet, yuck. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, looking at it, they're going to get home field advantage. They're going to play in a dome. I think the Saints, I'm not saying they're 100% in. If they do win home field advantage, they'll be good. I think they'll they'll be there. But I'm really high on the Bears. Um, you know, they, I don't. I mean, Vegas has them at 58% chance of making the, the playoffs. But I just like the Bears. I think they're tough. Um, then, I mean, you had the Falcons there. Now, we go to the Eagles. We already talked about the Eagles where we feel. I think they're fourth because I just think the Bears and the Rams have a better record than them, the Eagles. And then you have the Packers. Um, the Packers, I don't know. They're, they're kind of an interesting team. 42% chance of making the playoffs. I don't think they got better. They're not a better team. They added a coach, new coach, new offense. Yes, they have Aaron Rodgers, but they lost a lot of their weapons. Jordy Nielsen wasn't there. Cobb is gone. Um, their, their running back situation is a mess. Um, they're good, but not great. Uh, I just think the Packers, for me, see, I have the Eagles there. I have the Falcons and the Seahawks, so we, we're kind of all the same there. But uh, take your take on the Packers because I don't see them making it. So I want to say, I mean, obviously there's the the GOAT debate. A lot of people say, you know, Aaron Rodgers is Better than Tom Brady. Um, we're not going to get into that, but Aaron Rodgers is a legit uh, generational talent. He stepped up when Favre left, and I have them there because I think last year Aaron Rodgers number one was the mo- had the most throwaways last year. What does a throwaway mean for a quarterback? That either means your offensive line sucking or the quarterback is not sold on the plays. And I want to take the latter. I think that Mike McCarthy's play calling. It just pissed Aaron Rodgers off to the point the glass broke. He was done with him. He didn't want to play. 
And that that was that. They were just done. He, he didn't want to play anymore. This last season, he just kind of went through the motions. And I still believe they went 7-8-1. and one. I believe they, they were still right there to make the playoffs this last year. I think with a new coach, now there has been a little bit of media attention. Uh, Aaron doing an eye roll. Uh, him kind of uh, boosting his ego and stuff like that. But I think he is, I think it goes kind of like with the Russell Wilson, or not Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook. I think that uh, you know, he could will himself to the playoffs every single year. You could bet that Russell Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder would be there. I can almost bet every single year Aaron Rodgers has enough talent, uh, is a, as good enough quarterback that he's going to be able to will himself uh, and his team to the playoffs. I think they're better than the Bears. I think the Bears just kind of uh, stepped into a division. They got a little bit lucky this last year. Vikings were down. Detroit's a dumpster fire. And then you have the whole Aaron Rodgers uh, debacle in in Green Bay. I think they got lucky this last year. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is as good as everybody is kind of hyping him up. Uh, I think he was really well protected. They lost a couple of pieces. I think the Bears are kind of on the bubble. Uh, I, I went back and forth uh, between the Rams and the Bears, the Saints and the Bears, because I think the Bears are legit, but I think that the pack will get the better of them. See, I'm I going to take an opposite view here. Um, in that division, I, you know, I really think that's going to be a tough division in the fact that the the Bears are going to win it. I think the, we'll go back to defense. The, their defense was loaded. However, again – Andy Reid, Projage, and Nagy. Nagy goes there as the coach, offensive mind. I think that's pretty good there. I think the Bears, though, if Trubisky, if he could continue to play well, it's the Trent Dilfer thing, play good enough to win and we'll be okay. And I think that's where they're going to be able to overcome what the, what the Packers won't be able to. I only see that division getting one team in, like you said. Um, however... The Lions, give up on the Lions. I think they're my sleeper team. Um, I know they, 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 they kind of, they're going away from their high flashy throw all over. Stafford's kind of been neutralized. But their, their coach, he comes from Bilicek. He was the defensive coordinator at New England. And he, I think the Lions, not this year, they make a strong push. But I think the Lions in the future are going to be, they, they went to double tight ends. They're more ground and pound. And I think they're going to get the city behind them, that hardworking, we're a blue-collared city. I think they're going to go after that idea, the trademark there. I see the Lions possibly sneaking in here. However, I just don't see them over the Falcons or the Seahawks. So that's why I'm going to give the Rams, the Seahawks, the two-nod division there, and also the Saints and the Falcons. Um, Falcons, you could put Carolina there also with the Falcons. Not not 100% sold on them there. That was our uh, NFC picks. Um, give comments, give questions, give me shout-outs on those. Uh, what you think going into it, I'll put this aside and then um, kind of just visit NFL over the next few weeks. I'm excited to see the season, throw a little college football in there as we get going there. I'd like to thank Tyler as my visitor from Get the Ball Rolling. Check that out on his podcast. Again, for you local people, he's covered the big sky. He's done every team there. He's talked to the coaches. It's a, it's really fun listen to if you listen to his podcast. And that's on Get the Ball Rolling. Thanks for coming, Tyler. Yep, thanks for having me on. Okay, I hope you guys enjoy this. 
Again, give me shout outs, comments, questions, other things you want to hear my opinion on, and we'll talk to you later.